Hey everyone, welcome to the Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. My guest today is Monsi Vakel. She is a physical therapist and author, sports author of um, Concussion in Sports, What Every Parent Needs to Know. And we had a lively conversation about um, about the about brain health and concussion in particular and what we can do with nutrition and lifestyle to support a healthy brain to begin with and steps to take if you've had a concussion um, and what you can do to help support the healing. So we, we, we touch a, a little bit into these things. I highly recommend that you get um, Monty's book, Concussion in Sports, and uh, particularly if you're a parent, but it's um, it's a great book, a real introduction to the subject. And also we're going to share in the show notes Monty's uh, blog post about nutrition. And um, we're hoping to do some work together in the future, collaborating um, through uh, more podcasts and webinars. So uh, reach out to Monty Vakel. You can find her um, at her website and on LinkedIn, and I'll have that in the show notes. And I really appreciate your coming on to the show today, listening into what we got cooking. Always something good here at Totally Well. And enjoy this episode. We'll talk to you soon. Hi, Monsi. Thank you so much for coming on the Totally Well Show. And for my um, for my viewers today, this is Monsi Vakil. Vakil? Vakil? Vakil. However you like it. <laughs> Monsi is a physical therapist and a, um, a sports author um, and specializes in concussion. This is a concussion in sports, what every parent needs to know, um, and um, has a book on Amazon. So we'll link to that in the show notes. But welcome. I'd really love to talk to you today about concussion prevention and nutrition and how the the um, brain is just part of the body. So how we can treat treat this holistically. Joyce, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I feel like I look forward to these opportunities where, uh, you know, podcast hosts and authors like you are in synergy with the work I do. And I feel like when we get together and tackle an issue as big as concussion uh, and let more people get more awareness about the, the, the kind of treatments and prevention measures that are out there, I feel it'll make a big difference in their lives. And I think we'll be able to minimize the risks uh, and the number of cases in the near future. Yeah, it's very, very important. And I, I love that you focus on parents and children and really getting people educated at an early, um, early before injuries happen um, and early in life. Right. Yes, I believe it's important to start early only because the brain development uh, goes on for such a long time. It goes on from, they believe, the 13 years up until 24 years. We are still looking at some developments happening. And, of course, we've played a lot of sports, high-impact sports, long before that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. there is no way we can avoid the injuries. Um, but, you know, if we continue playing it, uh, but there's always a solution if, you know, things are done the right way. So the sooner we tackle it, the more we can, you know, prevent the exacerbation and long-term consequences. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my area of interest in particular has to do with nutrition. It's one, when I suffered a concussion, it's one of the things they didn't talk about with me um, at, at, the, at, at my treatments, the doctors and the specialists, um, and I saw many. Um, so I'm just wondering what 
you've learned in your practice um, about nutrition and concussion? That's a great question, Joyce. Um, the first thing I speak to the parents whose kids have sustained uh, a head injury and they come to me for advice on physical therapy, mm -hmm. the first thing I actually end up talking to them about is, is nutrition. Because really? um, there is a sort of an energy crisis that our brain goes through initial, right in the initial stages of the injury. Mm -hmm. And uh, it becomes overwhelming to tackle it if you don't know the right answers because the brain is already uh, feeling deprived of glucose. There's, the blood circulation has also been limited to some extent because of the inflammatory changes uh, that are occurring in the brain. So having the right kind of diet right after the injury or even for like a sustained period of time, uh, probably you know, even before you know you're going to be playing a game, uh, would definitely help improve the results. And for that, I believe, you know, I would want uh, the audience to get familiar with, with terms like neurotransmitters, chemicals in the brain that play a very critical role in allowing it to function in a normal manner. So we all know protein is important, you know, immunity is, uh, you know, immunity, inflammation, and personality changes, you know, uh, you know, are, our um, depression or being or being feeling happy or not they're all interlinked um, in order for us to feel healthy and in order for the brain to heal um, protein from from fish and cod liver and and from soybeans for people who have uh, on a vegetarian meal a diet lentils those are the number one things I would say your body needs to be flooded with um, before anything else. The reason we don't want you to be on a diet rich in sugar is because it affects the, the energy um, imbalance in your, in your brain. Mm -hmm. The energy crisis has to be minimized. We want to make sure that the, there is a lot of uptake of glucose initially happening already because the brain is recovering from something that it didn't expect. Mm -hmm. But then just giving it more and more sugar sort of gives you makes the body and the physical your physical aspect on your brain go into a state of off balance so i have two questions to just mm -hmm. clarify because i know when you get two medical people talking we can get we can get technical and not right, right. going to understand these terms so the two things one is is to define what you mean by energy crisis because that sounds like oh i'm just tired but i think you mean something a little more deep, deep than that. And the second thing, right? When we so the energy crisis is mainly you have a the the blood flow is restricted, right? Mm -hmm. Now, so oxygen is deprived mm -hmm. for a very short period of time. Well, it could depend on based on the extent of injury. You could, you know, we've seen people have um, some people just suffer with a mild headache and disorientation. Mm -hmm. But some people go on to losing consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. And all of that is linked to the to the limited supply of blood and oxygen to the brain. Okay. However, the body has not stopped releasing the other chemicals. So the glucose is at an all-time high in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And for, that is what is that imbalance between the blood supply being restricted and the glucose being high is the energy crisis. Okay. And the glucose in has to be high just to make up for the, for, the, for the restricted blood flow because you want, now your brain is relying on it more and more 
to keep up with the demands of your activities. So say you just have to sit in the car and get to the doctor and probably climb two flights of stairs and then wait in the room and get examined. Your body has gone through all of that right after an injury to the brain. Mm -hmm. And the glucose is helping with all of that, but it's just going to take a lot more than usual. Okay. So my my second question uh, related to that was when you were saying about not having as much sugar um, in the diet immediately following. You were talking about protein. And a lot of my my, um, clients and when I'm teaching classes, people confuse what sugar is. Um, so when I think of sugar, I think of all processed food, um, things that break down, carbohydrates that break down into sugar, particularly processed foods. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on when you say reducing sugar, what do you mean in real food terms? Right. So yes, the processed food, and I would say combine that with any food that is high in calories. Mm -hmm. Why? Because now you have to do more work. The metabolism is a lot different when you consume anything that's high in saturated fats. Mm -hmm. And the energy consumption is, again, going to be a lot more Mm -hmm. in general by the body. The body will have to do a lot more work. Your digestive system, your liver, your your other organs, there's going to be a lot of more work to be done to metabolize that. At the brain level, there is a lot of uh, formation of these these structures called free radicals. I, I insist everybody look up what free radicals are. Because free radicals are actually eating up the the good protein and all the good cells in your brain. Okay. Okay. And when you have more free radicals in your brain, which is anyways the case following a concussion, the number of free radicals increases in your brain. Mm -hmm. Now, when the free radicals are high in number and you are trying to recover by doing everything right, they are not going to allow it because they are going to eat up all the good cells, the good proteins, the binders, the neurotransmitters that are responsible for creating a good, basically that are responsible for regeneration of the nerve that was dead. Mm-hmm. And you don't want anything to impede that because first of all, the process is really slow. Okay. Nerve cells multiply at a very slow pace. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, if now you are eating that heavy food, butter, oil, um, sugar, processed food, all of that is going to, in your body, like I said, the energy crisis will continue to persist. Mm -hmm. And in your brain, the number of free radicals are going to go up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the foods that you recommend beyond the the protein (laughs) that can support um, the free radicals? So we need the binding factor, which is, it's a very big name. Again, I I would love for the audience to look up BDNF. It's a binding factor and it's the number one thing that our body needs right after we've had hand injury because, or any trauma to the brain. Okay. And that binding factor is only present, like I said, in certain foods. You could rely a lot on, if you're a vegetarian, I would say you could rely a lot on nuts, like pine nuts. You could rely on walnuts. You could rely a lot on nuts mm-hmm. and soybeans. And lentils, if, if that if you're vegetarian, mm-hmm. uh, broccoli, vitamin E is very important. Again, vitamin E actually helps bring down the number of free radicals. Mm-hmm. So any food that is high in vitamin E, mm-hmm. bro- you know, like broccoli, spinach, um, carrots is also great for like the antioxidant property. Again, antioxidant uh, goes hand in hand with number of uh, healthy cells in the brain. Mm-hmm. So that so you can do that, green vegetables, you can do you can do a lot of nuts early on. You can start by giving giving yourself 
Now, I wouldn't say go all crazy on the protein all at once. Mm-hmm. You, that, again, takes a lot of time to process. The metabolism is, is still not going to be 100% initially. Mm-hmm. So small bouts of food at regular intervals is what I tell people to consume instead of sitting and having one big meal. Mm-hmm. Because the burden on the brain is still going to be uh, persistent if you're going to be doing that heavy, heavy meal and then, uh, you know, starving yourself for for a couple of hours and then again, subjecting it to another big meal. So I would say don't do that. Um, now I recognize the challenge with the population you work with, in particular when you're working with children or you're working, you know, with teens. Um, having five children of my own and grandchildren now you there's there's their way of eating oh absolutely <laughs> and the challenge is there in terms of what the the culture is for kids and schools and sports teams you know and when right. my kids played hockey there was always a uh, the parents would have the snack shack and sell candy there and then there was the big tub of the sugary sports drinks and things right. like that. So how do you how do you work with people who think that eating food that isn't sweet or processed is good for them? Right. That's a great question again. Um, usually what happens with the pig, anybody, um, mostly anybody with um, a head injury had, comes with either either being overly anxious, like I see anxiety as one of the primary symptoms. Okay. Um, anxiety and disorientation and lack of sleep, ultimately leading to feeling depressed and socially withdrawn. Um, these are some of the these are some of the signs and symptoms on the personality side of things. Um, uh, leave alone the physical and the neurological. Like this is, I'm talking about a, a, a child or even uh, even a, an adult who's o- has, overnight has seen a lot of these personality changes, and nobody likes that. Right. You always want to be, you always want to belong um, where you did, be it you know being the best player in your team yeah. or the brightest kid in your class. If you see yourself. Um, Again, you know, finding it difficult to solve a math problem suddenly, or you see yourself not wanting to hang out with your closest friends anymore or family, or, you know, just those things really affect them a lot. And if you are able to drive your message, keeping those tools handy, that, you know what, if you're going to be able to correct your diet, you will actually be able to overcome these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, They would probably want to follow it, but they will probably listen to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the way you put it because I feel when that's why even when parents come to me asking uh, to do physical therapy related tests on the patients, or, you know, their kids, like, let me check for, for the vestibular system. Let me check the balance and coordination, agility, uh, aerobic capacity, biomechanics, this and that. We could go on and on about it. But let's first target these major issues, the personality problems, because unless we fix that, none of the other things are going to fall in place. They all sort of have an overlap there. Yeah. So I instead see. of uh, yeah, telling the patient, oh, you know what, if you follow this diet, your balance is going to look better. <laughs> they are not going to understand it. Uh, they are not going to feel like it's serious enough. But if I tell them, you know, you seem to look a little disoriented right now. You seem to look very anxious right now. And looks like you'll have to just calm down and allow that brain to heal. Cognitive rest also is one thing, you know, the physical rest used to be the cornerstone of treatment, not anymore. 
which is very good. It's very positive for them. I'm not telling them to go lock themselves in a room and stay bedridden. So that's great. You're giving them the chance to be physically active as much as their body's allowing them to. And the only way the body's going to allow them to do that is if the brain is recovering at a steady pace. So I would say make that connection uh, very clear. Uh, Cognitive rest is great. Even playing video games, there's no ways I'm going to let you do that. Yeah, because that inflammation in the brain is now about to get worse. Uh-huh. There is so much more overload. There is a lot more the brain has to do. The glucose uptake is going to keep going up. The brain is going to feed all that glucose your body is getting through the food, making your body physically feel exhausted. Yeah, yeah. So wow. that's good information. It's I, I'm especially happy to hear your the your angle of dealing with this because even if a person is just coming for nutrition counseling or coaching, I've shifted my whole practice to mindset first. Like let's, your brain isn't, the reason you're not making good decisions is your brain is not healthy. And until we get your brain healthy enough to make good decisions, no matter what you know to do, you won't do. Right. So it really connects with what you're doing. I think we both are on the same page with that. Like, you know, let's fix that first. Mm-hmm. And to, in order to fix that, you're going to do what I'm asking you to do. You give cognitive rest yeah. and the physical exertion is, should be kept at a minimum, but you could still do it. And for a lot of my patients who are crazy about exercise, um, after doing a lot of research, what was concluded is that cardiovascular exercises, any form of a cardio yeah. is great for the brain. Okay, It's increasing the neurotransmitter release, the glutamate uh, the BDNF, all the binding factors. It's reducing the free radicals. Mm-hmm. It's having a very positive impact on brain recovery. So that's great. If somebody wants to do a cardio, go for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, get the cognitive rest will, will come in if you don't, you know, play video games all the time or, or sit in front of a computer all the time. You don't want any of that initially. Mm-hmm. Do you, that's all great stuff. Do you, um, recommend any supplementation beyond the um the nutrition piece of it the the actual food piece that we talk about do you recommend any nutritional supplements so i'm i'm a very anti-supplement person Mm -hmm. uh, because in it we don't do blood work when patients come to us with um any kind of uh, a hereditary right i'm like show me me your blood let me see what you do you have high folate do you have low vitamin d do you have b12 we don't know the actual um parameters of the patient you're dealing with right Mm -hmm. um so i usually because supplements uh they increase their they increase the quantity of that particular uh, vitamin or mineral or whatever a bit too much Mm -hmm. And I feel like if uh, from the natural diet, if we can provide as much of the, the nutrition uh, and the vitamins, I would love to stick at that. But mm-hmm. um, that's a great question. With caffeine too, like a lot of people are like, oh my God, the caffeine is going to, uh, you know, the, the cause, it, which is true. It, it, the, it spikes up the, then it, it uh, alters the energy crisis by there's too much overload. There's too overstimulation. Yeah. But the excitation actually helps with the release of glutamate, which is, again, a neurotransmitter that we need okay. for the healing. So it, it's like I would never say no to caffeine. I'm probably the only fool <laughs> who's like, it's okay. Have your cup of coffee. Uh, because it's actually proven to be helpful. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying if you are drink, if somebody tells me they drink six cups or four cups, I would say bring it down to two. Mm-hmm. But don't have caffeine at all is a myth. Like that's totally wrong. That's inappropriate. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that because people do come to me with bags of supplements and they're trying to micromanage and I think it's it's overkill. But I, I do wonder about things like fish oil or anything sure. like that that you might recommend, just some core things that might be helpful. Definitely. Fish oil is a great source of the BDNF transmitter that I mentioned before and uh, cod liver oil, fish oil, um, you know, any form of fish also is great uh, form of protein. And it, it's, these are all st- substances that carry the neurotransmitters. Uh, I would, yes. Yeah, so if you want, to, if you've always taken the fish oil as a supplement, keep, keep taking it. Don't stop taking it because your body is used to a certain quantity of it. Even the omega, um, the DHA, basically the omega-3 fatty acid, yeah. uh, that's a great source. Like every prenatal vitamin has it only because neuronal development, be it in an infant's brain or an adult's brain, that is one source that is consistently proven to be beneficial. Okay. So if you are taking anything that has DHA in it, go for it. Okay. If you are a vegetarian, I don't think there is any veg, veg, there is any protein or any anything that's going to be able to provide that. Mm-hmm. So yes, you could, if you're always taking it, feel free to take it. Um, but, uh, you know, there are some people who buy the multivitamins and I hate that. Yeah. You know, that multivitamin pill has the A and the C and the D and the B12 and the B6 and the E and everything put in one pill. We don't want to take that. Yeah. I, I would hate for anybody to be recommended with a multivitamin pill because there is only, you know, you know, your body only needs a little bit of everything. And sometimes, you know, what I have noticed is there's always an increase in some that absorb well and some that don't absorb well you mm-hmm. know your body's ability to absorb all vitamins is different yeah and your body's ability to excrete these vitamins is also very different yeah every person's different right? every person's different and every vitamin is different like the c we can absorb easily and also excrete easily yeah. the b12 is here to stay yeah so if you're taking it as frequently as the other vitamins guess what it's not leaving your body as quickly or as easily and then you might have an increase Mm-hmm. Uh, uptake we don't want that so okay the fish oil i swear by it um the uh, the dha the uh the fat the fatty acid um go for it 100 percent. any other um supplements that you use in a therapeutic way so i have um fruits i would say why not eat fruits because they are another fruits there are some fruits that naturally have the sweetness and the glucose to it like the mango uh you know you want to consume like in general they'll be like consume uh, one fruit of every color <laughs> it's not true uh, so supplement wise i would say we can we can probably stick to the ones I mentioned. They're all, uh, if your audience wants to look up uh, supplement, uh, supplements that are rich in uh, DHA and the, uh, and the neurotransmitter, the BDNF factor, there'll be a whole list that the internet will provide you with. Um, I wouldn't recommend taking, going to the store and buying every one of those because a lot of that uh, is usually provided from the natural foods we eat. Mm-hmm. So on my blog post also, I do mention eating the green vegetables, the, the nuts, um, the fish, the, the fruits, and the protein from either the, the beans and the lentils, if you're a vegetarian, or any kind of uh, white meat, I would say stay away from the 
from the red meat again mm-hmm. um a lot of more uh energy consumption just to metabolize that uh, so we don't want to do that i see so you want yeah. to make it easier to digest to support yeah. the um energy crisis Yep, the flax seeds are another great source. A lot of um, chia seeds, flax seeds, excellent source of uh, glutamate transmitter, excellent for the recovery of the brain and easily um, digestible. So those are the things I would again focus on, uh, you know, making part of my uh, daily diet. And we'll um, include that information in the show notes, a link to your blog post that talks about all this. Right. I mean, it's excellent because I have broken down by every food item that has been mentioned, what it'll do for you. Ah, yeah, that's very helpful. What exactly are we trying to achieve by, by consuming this? Yeah. So it'll be great. Um, but more or less, I think I've mentioned everything that I feel uh, has been working with my patients, the cognitive rest, the physical activity, no physical rest, really. That's not helping the brain heal at all. In fact, some, um, some form of cardio exercises is improving um, the ability of the brain to recover from it. Anti-inflammatory is a big thing. I feel inflammation anywhere in the body is going to make the brain unhappy. Like I was mentioning to somebody else the other day, even if you have inflammation in your knee joint, mm-hmm. uh, it, your brain responds differently to problems. You know, your problem-solving skills are affected. You become easily depressed. Your immunity drops. So, so anything and everything that will be helpful to bring keep the inflammation in check in your physical, in, in your entire body will yeah. help the brain. Yeah, that's such an important piece um, to remember that the brain is part of the body. It's not separate. And yeah, yeah, so keeping your entire body healthy, um, if just for life itself, and if certainly if you're playing sports and putting high demand, even for reason why you would want to have an exquisite diet and right, right, inflammation 100%. Yeah. Well, we're almost out of time, Monsi. Anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up? Um, I would just say um, if you have any questions, if you sustain a head injury, don't feel shy. Don't be in denial of your problem because that, you know, keeping the nutrition aspect of things aside, keeping your physical disability aside, the number one problem I'm noticing is uh, people are in denial of their of their problems. Yeah. And that has, you know, you're doing yourself a big disfavor by, do, by not seeking help at the right time because every injury has a window period for recovery. And for a very critical uh, organ like the brain, we don't want to miss out on that window period. We want to take and seek as much help as we can and get the right kind of treatment in a very timely fashion so we don't end up having those long-term consequences, which are pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do end up feeling a lot, you know, some injuries, uh, you know, your symptoms are reversed in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. You feel great. You have the, you know, you took some pills to bring the swelling down in the brain. Um, you've given yourself a, a good night's sleep and you've woken up feeling like you were not dizzy or disoriented. But some the symptoms stay for months, years, and then ultimately you end up not feeling the same. Mm-hmm. And then things go downhill. And I've seen that personally. And that's why I insist on people to not shy away from these problems. Everybody has, you know, a, we are all, we, nobody's perfect. And if you are trying to, uh, you're playing a high impact sport, or even if you, I mean, if you 
this could happen to anybody, right? Yes. I'm not just saying football or just um, hockey. You know, you could be horseback riding and, you know, your, your horse decided to be in a bad mood and just <laughs> flip you over and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to be very careful of, or you know, really listening to your body and the symptoms it's giving out. Go and seek help for that. Yeah. So sooner is better than later. Um, sooner is a hundred percent better. Even if it sounds stupid, you know, like I have, you know, I have parents whose kids, they don't mention playing a game at school where they were hit in the head, yeah. but what they do end up mentioning a week later is I'm not able to sleep or yeah. that math problem used to be a piece of cake. What happened? I'm not able to make sense out of it yeah. or I don't feel like eating well or I have a headache and, Oh, but, the, you know, and sometimes parents, you know, it's hard to, that there's a fine line. Sometimes the parents feel like my child is whining all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to take him or her seriously. Uh, so it's very hard. It's very hard when you're dealing with kids to come up with, uh, you know, like, what is the, tr- what's the truth behind this? Like, what, what is it really happening? Or so I always make sure that parents keep an eye out, you know, constantly have some connection with the coach. And, you know, keep an eye on them. You can't, you're not at the game, but you can always speak with them. Speak with other parents about it. Be more open, be more, uh, you know, just make it a, make it a norm to just yeah. speak about it. Don't try to hide it. Or if your kid felt like, you know, don't try to be like, oh my God, what's going to happen if my kid, if, will my kid ever be back in the team? Or will they treat him the same way? Just if I mention a head injury or some of the symptoms he just told me about. Yeah. That's, Yeah. That's a lot of pressure, but right. I, I appreciate that just being open about it, talking, some of the symptoms can be very subtle, but insidious, right? And so being able to talk about it, oh, there you are, um, to be able to talk about it um, openly and better safe than sorry, go in and, you know, if there's nothing there, then that's great. But if there is, we're able to deal with it. Right, right. And then there's people like you who could really be of great help for them. So Yeah. Uh, Hopefully we work hand in hand to be able to um, support one another. And as a team, we can, you know, really focus. With me, I just think it's, I can spend more time than, a, say, a physician might have and coach them along or more, you know, deal with some of the stuff we talked about earlier about, um getting your mind set, getting, getting your mind to heal so that you can help make the better decisions for yourself. So just more handholding and time and support that way. A hundred percent. Yes, no, definitely. Definitely. Well, I'm so grateful to have you on. You're, you're um, really dynamic and it's just such a wonderful area to have your specialty and your forward. I can tell you're growing every day, forward looking in your approach that you're open-minded, which I love about practitioners. So, um, so Monsi, thank you for coming on Totally Well and Share. Oh my God, this was great. I, I, I feel um, you're a great host yourself because you have so much to offer yourself with all the ex- years of experience that, uh, you know, it's, it's always an honor to be um, on a podcast like this. Well, thank you, Monsi. And we'll be in touch. So all right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.